All right, so this is Sicha Chaf, Sicha 20, part 2. Last week we started talking, which is really a continuation from a few weeks ago, the Sugya of Simcha. The Sugya of Simcha... Chaf, Chaf. We didn't finish last week. We didn't finish. No. Story of my life. Yeah. Oh, you're still going, Amrit Hashem. Many more years. So we're in the Sugya of Simcha. That's a huge, it's a huge Sugya, especially... In in Breslov, right? Each each Hasidus has their emphasis, and one of the major emphasis of of Tars Breslov is is Simcha, as everybody knows from Rabbi Nachman. And another emphasis that Breslov has, <clears throat> we know, is Rabbi Nachman's um, push for people to be misbodeed, to be alone with Hakadosh Baruch Hu, to speak to the Boreolam in his own language. And that's another big emphasis, and Rabbi Nachman puts them both together in this in this Sicha when he was just. Stam schmoozing, and Rabbi Nachman said, we said at the beginning of last week, when a person is all day b'simcha, when a person's b'simcha, the whole day, it becomes very easy for him to break his heart, meaning to speak to a Kaddish Baruch emotionally, right, to have his words pour out, and to spend time in his bodhis and speaking to a Kaddish Baruch if a person's happy during the day. <coughs> so this is what we were talking about. And we were a few weeks ago we were talking about a person just staying proactive, staying active, staying busy with maisim tovim, acts of kedusha, good words, smiling, all these kinds of things. That helps a person feel accomplished, that helps them bring them to a level of simcha. Then last week we were talking a lot about the Indian of, of simcha versus atzvus. Simcha being something that expands a person, Atzvah is something that closes you off. You don't want to talk to anybody when you're in a place when you're closed off. When you're a place when you're sad, you're depressed, you just want to be in your bed, you don't want to go anywhere. You don't want to talk to anybody, let alone a Kaddish Baruch Hu, who we said parenthetically, but not so parenthetically, in a deep way, a person thinks that Hashem's the cause for his sadness. Right? Whatever, whatever I did not receive, whatever I'm not getting, However, life is not going my way, in a deep way, a person blames a Kodesh Baruch Hu. You might not say those words, but that's, in the Shorash Adavar, at the root of the matter, that's what's going on, and therefore, again, it becomes doubly, triply hard to want to spend time with the Kodesh Baruch Hu in this way to this, and in Sicha. you're also blaming him at the same time? In a, in a very, yeah, secretive way. Without the word blame. Yeah. yeah, yeah, But it's a high level, you know it's coming from him. So, yes, no, this, it's, it's a limit of happens to be, yeah. It's, it's good that at least you know it's coming from him, but the problem is, though, is usually it's very subconscious, and you're not so aware. Right. That, so therefore, you, you don't get anything. You're just upset at a Kodesh Baruch, and you don't even know you're upset at him, and therefore you don't gain at least that you have a Muna, right. like you're saying. At least, if you want to be upset at a Kodesh Baruch, at least admit it, man up to it. Right. And then at least you have a Muna. That, it happens to be there's a beginning like that. Okay. Now, <clears throat> last week we ended off by... Something a little bit scary. We're trying to work on the Sugya Simcha, and Rabbi Nachman said to us, the last line we read was, V'amar, right in the middle of the paragraph, right in the middle, by the period, V'amar ki lizkos simcha to be zochet to simcha. You have this line? Ready for this? Scary line. V'amar ki lizkos simcha to be zochet to simcha, to merit true joy in life. It is very difficult. It is a very heavy task. 
for a person to be zocha to the simcha, yoser mishar kol ha'avodos, more than any other avodos Hashem. To be besimcha is one of the most difficult tasks in life. So Rabbi Nachman says. So last week we ended off by saying, why is that? Why is it so difficult? We're wired that way. Ah, so this is what we ended off with. So Lekut Demiran, in Tinyana, Chavdalid, you don't have it there. I'll just read a few of the words here. <coughs> Rabbi Nachman says, Mitzvah Gedolius besimcha Tamid. Famous words of Rabbi Nachman. <coughs> it's a big mitzvah to be besimcha Tamid. And to remove and to push away any sadness and depression, any anger. He has to put in a lot of effort to push away atzvus. <coughs> to become a person who's besimchatamid. Why is that? Why is it so hard? Why do you, why do you have to put so much energy and effort into simcha? And we don't put enough energy and effort into simcha. We think we do. People think, oh, well, I'm working for money and money makes me happy, so I'm putting my effort into simcha. Not even close. Not even close. Explains, Kiteva Adam, the nature of man, says Rabbi Nachman, Limshoch Atzmolamar The Teva, the nature implanted within man. It is not, we did not choose this. HaKadosh Baruch decided that this is what we need to have for our lives and to work on is that our natural state, we are drawn after sadness and depression, machmas pigei umikre hazman, because of problems and, and occurrences that you go through. There's a pigei, like a pigia, like a, like a bother, and mikre hazman. We'll explain in a minute. V'chal adam yisurim. And people are filled with yisurim. People are filled with afflictions, pains, sorrows. Al-Kain, therefore, Therefore, a person has to push very hard to be to make himself happy with whatever he can do. Because we're wired, we're wired to be down. So we need to push hard to pull ourselves up. This is what Ibn Akhman says. So maybe not you, a lot of people. Are we really wired to be down? Let's explore. Let's go a little bit into it. So, what exactly I was thinking about this? What does it mean that a person is na- his natural tendency is towards sadness and depression to be down because of this pige umikre hazman? What is this? I, I've seen people who are besimcha. That, that's their personality, and I've seen people who are permanently depressed. That no matter what, when I say depressed, I don't mean clinical depression. But they're, they're always nachamol, uh, you know, dragging their feet. So out of the hundred people, what are, what are the numbers? Think about it, like other people. Think about it on a regular work day. Hundred people. Regular, regular so, work day. Uh, so regular work day, you, you, you're talking about the, the, the whole juxtaposition of, of people. There's, a, there's people who just exist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like you have in, 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 in Chabad, right? You have like a V-shape, right? You have the crown on top. But it's just... So the, yeah, yeah, the regular yeah. person, is he, is, he, is he feeling accomplished? Is he feeling good? Is he feeling confident, happy? There are, and maybe you, you're connected to some of them. That, my, in my opinion, don't take it for 90% of the people are riding in neutral. 
neutral. So neutral is neutral is really, not up. Then not down. But neutral is here. It's it's a little then bit you down. You have the side that every, the people you meet there's a whole group that's besimcha, and then there's a whole group. A whole group. It's a, it's like five percent of people are besimcha. There's another group. Five percent are term. You are very depressed. And the and the neutral people are more like. Eh. Neutral is not neutral, happy. A lot of people are on neutral. Right? Yeah, that's what it is. Neutral, a lot of people are neutral. They, they're on the fence. When a person goes to Davin, and he davens for 45 minutes of Shachas, 15 minutes of Shachas, and he's in neutral, he's not happy. Neutral is just, he's hiding that he doesn't really want to be there. He doesn't want to be there, but I have to be here. He's going through the motion. He's going through the motion. He's not happy, and he's more on the down than on the up. Sure. You can't really be mamish and neutral. That's what it goes in a vote as Hashem. Either you're up or you're down. Nothing's powerful. We don't... No, not powerful. No, no fish here. So, <clears throat> again, hopefully, hopefully you're not one of those. Hopefully you're one of the Basimcha people, naturally. You can't write, you can't, you, you can't be... I understand what, what you're probably thinking, and I'm not maybe voicing it correctly. You can't operate on Basimcha 100% of the time. 100% no, but we need to work on... You can, you can do it 60%. Most people, what happens is that what makes them happy? When they make money, they're happy. When they don't make money, they're not happy. That's their entire like habits. If you leave me alone and I can sit on my couch and no one's bothering me, I'm happy. If I'm making money, I'm happy. And if someone's feeling, feeding me a very delicious meal, I'm happy. Otherwise, I'm not happy and leave me alone. That's, that's a pretty sad existence. It is. Now, again, of course, there's exceptions, and that's very... Uh, but okay. Now, <clears throat> the pige umikre hasman. Now, again, we're talking about a person who's in the natural state. The natural state where he hasn't worked on himself yet, and therefore, he's, he's a body, he's a guf, with a little neshamala somewhere inside. And a regular person who doesn't work on his natural state, a lot of things could bother him. From not waking up on the right side of the bed, his coffee spilling, he doesn't daven well, the car doesn't start. Right? How many people the car doesn't start and he's like, wow, okay, good it's okay, no, no problem. It's for the best. It's for the best, 2% of people. I mean, every little thing for a person who's not working on the simcha, piggy umikra is when they bother him. Every little thing bothers him. At the house, at work, in the road, that guy, this guy. The line, ooh, lines, we know, lines and traffic, that's, it's Misa Mamish. Now, most of these little bothers, we don't even realize anymore because we're just bothered all the time. If you don't work on it, it's just constant bothering. It's usually a byproduct of either unrealistic expectations or unmet expectations. Hidden. They're very hidden expectations. You know, I go to bat, I go to war against expectations. We live, our entire life is filled with expectations which you don't even know about. My expectations are everything should go my way. The weather should always be good. Nobody should bother me. Nobody should say anything not nice to me. I should always be up in Parnassa. These are the hidden expectations. How do I know? Because when the weather's not good, when I'm not making the money, when the kids are bothering me, when I'm out of I'm upset. So it must be I was expecting the up. Think about it. Every time you're bothered, that means you expect it the other way. Right? If you knew... I mean, some people are bothered even when they know, you know, what the weather is going to be. But if, if I told you for the next week, you know, that weather is going to be, it's going to be raining, you might be a little bit upset, but you're expecting it. Like, okay, we, we move on in life. But when you walk out and you don't realize anything, you're like, oh my gosh, it's raining again. You expected it to be a good day and it's not what you expected. Now, 
expectations in general, <clears throat> again, it's a big, much bigger sugya, but I'm just mentioning it now. We have discussed it in the past. Expectations in general come from the natural man, his natural ego, his natural selfishness, his natural narcissism. All natural, because it comes from the body, it comes from the Nefesh Bahamas, if you want to talk about Chabad, right? That's what happens. And if you don't work on these, you, know, you don't go into it, you're going to stay in the state that you started when you were a little child. And just like a little child complains who doesn't get what he wants, right? Our children complain all the time. So if you don't work on that, <clears throat> people are filled with Yisurim. Really? Everybody's filled with Yisurim, such bad things? Rabbi Nachman doesn't mean catastrophic Yisurim. He means all these little things are considered Yisurim, afflictions to a person. Kamara says, you stick your hand in your pocket, you wanted a quarter and you take out a dime, it's, it's considered Yisurim. That's only if it bothers you. But that's the point, is that it could be, even these tiny little things can bother a person. Does Yisurim mean like expectations here? I think Yisurim means unmet expectations. Right, yeah. When you something, expected something and it didn't go your way, to me, it, it, it afflicts me. It's painful. What's so painful about the weather raining? It, it, it's going to rain, you know, 100 days out of the year, or whatever, 50 days. It's not London here. It's going gonna, it's gonna to rain 50 days a year. What are you so, what are you so bothered about? What are you so angry about? But you had expectations that every single day should, should be sunny. Every single day, no one should bother you. Every single day, things are going to go exactly how it is. If you live that way unconsciously, naturally, you're in for a world of pain. Every little thing can bother a person. Literally, every little thing. <clears throat> to be besimcha is a maturity. To be besimcha tamid, to constantly besimcha means you're not letting little things bother you. That's that's maturity. That's growing up from being a child to an adult, or what we should be as adults, right? Not don't let the little don't let the little bumps in the road throw us off. A lot, but we get thrown off by a lot of bumps. <clears throat> Agav, this is this is very connected to the. I'm not going to get into it now, but the story of Rabbi Nachman. Uh, I forgot the name of the story. But um, where the king had a had a dream, and he told his son, he told his son that you know you're going to be you're going to be the come the king, but I want you to know something because I because I no I'm a star he saw in the stars I'm a stargazer, that you're going to lose the crown. He tells his son, Rebbe said this over, first time I heard this was like a sukkah two or three years ago it was unbelievable. He says you're going to lose the crown, but on that day he says to his son. Remain besimcha. Even when you lose the crown and you fall, remain besimcha. Because if you do remain besimcha, then you're a true king. But if you become upset and depressed that you lost the crown, then you're not a true king. That's Rabbi Nach- that's, that's from the Maestro Rabbi Nach. We don't, it's not, our simcha isn't just when things go our way and if it doesn't go my way, I'm allowed to be upset. You, you can do whatever you want, but the you're going to be upset. It's not going to help your life at all. <clears throat> those things are life's emotional crown. We we think those externalities is what is what gives us the simcha. So, you know, really, it's not. It's nothing to do with the simcha. Just, no, not at all. Like, so it's about your reaction. Right. So how you. So the sugya of simcha is a very very deep sugya, and we're not going to get into all of the nakudas now, but. We're bringing out some big points. It's very important to think about it. We have to work on it. Rabbi Nachman you have to be machriach yourself. You have to push this. You have to, during the day, you should be thinking, I got to be happy. 
I could do this. You have to be thinking that because naturally we're not happy. So you have to dafka tell yourself during the day, I want to be happy. I'm happy now. You know, and then you could then it's very natural. It's very easy for a person once he starts to have simcha on his mind. Why should I be happy right now? Well, Baruch Hashem, I'm alive. It, it, there's a natural wisdom within a person, even though our nature is to be depressed. Once you wake up from that drunken stupor, right? We have a natural wisdom inside of ourselves to, to bring us to a simcha. Why should I be happy right now? Well, then you'll think of the eight billion things, like I said last week, the eight billion things that must be going right today that you're actually alive and thinking about this, pick one of them. That should bring you to a simcha. But how are you here this moment? So many things are going right. So we have that, nat- we have that natural ability once we break out of that first nature. Now, so our nature of sadness and depression really causes two things. Rabbi Nachman is saying it, it causes depression, it causes sadness, that's clear. But another thing that it, it causes, and it really causes it a little bit first, is that it closes us up. And when a person is sad and he's depressed, he's closed, he doesn't want to be open. Then very quickly, that closed nature, when you're not open, when you're not moving, you become sad. Right? It happens very, very quickly together. We'll explain it in a minute. But either way, either way, we're naturally prone to being down. And therefore, we need to do things proactively, whether it be thinking good thoughts, saying good things, listening to music, exercising, working, davening for simcha, whatever it may be, we have to do something. Again, until we break out of this nature, which a person can, he can break out of the nature and become a person who's more often besimcha. But until we do that, we need to do physical things. We need to do, not physical, but also physical, proactive thoughts, feelings, actions in order to bring us to that place. Whatever it may be. Get a hobby, take a walk, go outside, look at the, you know, you have to do stuff to make yourself besimcha. Now says Rabbi Nachman, listen to what he says. Let's go fight in the safe. Anavamri says, According to me, says Rabbi Nachman, since the depression is so strong, since the natural tendency to be pulled down is so strong, says Rabbi Nachman, it's really, really impossible sometimes to come to Simcha unless you do ridiculous things. To make yourself like a crazy person. To do crazy acts, silly things. Mili deshtusa, right? Uh, thank you, Hashem Chavar just came out with a CD. Mili deshtusa, happy. They're coming from these Torahs. To do silly things, to do crazy things. Only through this can you really come to Simcha. So what does he mean? So remember, what's the Tachlis of Simcha? The Tachlis of Simcha is not just to feel good. That's not the Tachlis of Simcha. That's a byproduct. The Tachlis of Simcha is, Ivdu as Hashem Simcha. It's a Kodesh Baruch And we said last week, that it's not only to do mitzvahs besimcha. What did we say last week? We said maybe a chiddush. But the Indian of simcha is that the very fact that you're feeling besimcha, the very fact that you're in a mental state of simcha, it doesn't have to necessarily be a feeling. You know, the sugi of simcha, simcha is very, very big. But you're feeling accomplished, or you know that you're accomplished, and you're, you're on the up. That itself is a vodas Hashem. Right? 
You don't actually have to be proactively doing a mitzvah besimcha for it to be a vodas Hashem. Like Davin says, ivdu as Hashem besimcha. No, being besimcha is ivdu as Hashem. That's being happy just walking around outside is besimcha. That's the tachlis, is, is, is to be davik to Kaddish Baruch Because it says in the positive, it says every single day we say, I, I, I like to challenge people, I challenge you to find it, but you'll know once I say it, oz v'chedva, say it every single day, p'suk v'zimra, oz v'chedva b'mkomo, strength and happiness is in his place. When a person's happy, he's in God's place. When you're in God's place, you're happy. You're with Kaddish Baruch you're davik to him, you're besimcha. Oz v'chedva b'mkoma. So the neshama needs, like we said, simcha is, an, is a feeling of expansion. If you close it off too much, it feels constricted, that means the body's closing in on the neshama. That's not what we want. The nevesh Bahamas is taking over the nevesh Abikis. Adarabah, we need to allow the neshama to expand, to break out, to open up. This, this, the, that, that state of simcha is that expansion. So our really our whole life is really our our simcha sachaim, our quality of life is very much dependent on simcha, right? Now imagine you have a person who's being held down, right? You have a guy, guy A, big guy, holding guy B down. He's pinning him down to the ground. Now what's guy B going to try to do? He's trying to wiggle his way out, push the other guy off. But what happens when guy A's is bigger and stronger and, and, and Guy B can't get up, what's Guy B going to do? He's going to do some crazy stuff. He's going to start screaming, flailing, do whatever he's got, he's got to get up. This guy's holding him down. Or let's say Chas Shalom should be where someone's holding somebody else underwater. His, his life is at stake. He will do whatever it takes. Right? Crazy stuff. He'll do Mila Deshtusa. What does he care? His life depends on it. Right? So sometimes a person, when if the natural tendency of man is to be held down by the body, to be constricted, to be on a down, depressed, sad, if you'd be sensitive to the neshama's needs, you're being pushed down by a big ogre. The neshama has to get out. Okay, so it'll take a walk once in a while, it'll... It'll distract itself, try to, you know, try to eat something nice, listen to some music. But what happens when that's not working? What happens when the body just totally is destroying this neshama? The neshama has to do something crazy ridiculous. It has to get the body to jump up and down and clap and sing and make animal sounds. You ever look in the mirror and smile? You ever do that? You ever look in the mirror and just smile? You start laughing at yourself. But it works. Sometimes you do mila dishtusa. You have to just sing on the top of your lungs in your car. You ever do that? In the shower. In the shower. <laughs> that you would never do in front of anybody else, maybe. But you have to do Mila Deshusa because you need to do something so crazy, so expansive, to break out of the claws of the, of the natural tendency of the body. Right? That's, what's going, that's what he means. That's why you have to do Mila Deshusa. Because Rabbi Nachman is telling us how powerful, we don't even realize how powerful the body's control the natural tendency is to be on a down. We're like, okay, we're like a little bit down. No, no, no. We're really, really down. And the only way out is to just do something silly. Once in a while, every day. You can do it with your kids if you don't want to, you know, you don't want to just, but I'm not telling you to go into Times Square and, you know, tap dance. You could. But sometimes you do it with the kids. You know, 
play tag with them. Who knows what you can do? Play hide and seek. Just silly stuff. You got to break out of it. You got to break out of what's going on. <clears throat> so it really so it does two things. The Mila Dishtusa, on one hand, it opens a person up. Stop being so serious. Stop, stop being so tight. Stop being so down. And then once a person's open and expanded, it, the simcha could come in. Right? We said it's two levels. <clears throat> so I'll tell you. <clears throat> so maybe you ask, you ask yourself, where do we not even get this from? Sounds, sounds a little crazy. Mila Dishtusa? Really? I should do... Mila Dishtusa. Act like a shaita. So he says, go outside and act like, oh, blah, blah. you know, do some ridiculous things. Where did he get that from? David. Oh. So one source is David Melech. What happened with David Melech? <clears throat> David Melech was bringing the Arna Kodesh back with him. Right? He was stuck in a certain barn for a long time. And David Melech was traveling back with it. And it says, And David Melech was dancing and jumping like a lunatic. Like a lunatic. And the Arun Hashem was coming to ear David. With David. He was dancing in front of it. Listen to this. Shaul's daughter, who is now married to David. She's looking out the window. Her husband David the king is dancing like a wild man. And she sees, I'll just translate, and she sees the king, David, jumping, clapping, singing, screaming, hollering, and she, it, was, it was a disgrace to her. What he was doing was a disgrace. What is this? Is that a king acts? A dignified king is acting like a lunatic? And Michal Balshol goes out and she greets Dov and she says, that you're acting like this. You're revealing yourself. You're acting like a weirdo in front of all the all your people? Like 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 an empty person? Like a drunkard? That's how you're acting, David Melech? She's like really giving it to him. And David Melech gives it right back to her and says, First of all, Hashem chose me over your father. As he says. Hashem chose me over your father. And we called Beso. And he commanded me to be the king over Oklah Yisrael. And I'm, I'm making laughter. I'm joyous in front of the Kaddish Baruch. I'm not I'm acting a lunatic. I'm acting because, because out of my love for Kaddish Baruch. And until her death, Michal never had another child to show us that she was wrong and David Melch was right. Rashi says, there's a positive, but Ahavasa Tiske Tamid. In your love, you're, you act like a Meshugana. Tizge, like a Meshugana. Rashi says, Bishwil Ahavasa Teasa Atzmachashuga. Through a love of a person, he could, do some, he could do some weird stuff, some crazy stuff. Dalmel, who loved the Kodesh Baruch so much, was willing to do Mamish Maisestus, Mil Deshtusa. There's another Gemara that says. Just a quick question. Why was Dabna Malach? Thought process while he was doing it before she said anything was he just like just going total, cool, just going full, full blast and simcha just simcha he knew what he was just aware of just like that yeah. it was a total simcha it's like simcha's Torah guys just screaming jumping it was authentic he was happy was he was able to be dancing like a drunk guy even though he wasn't drunk right. where we need a few drinks to lose our inhibitions to then to really be simcha he was able to do without that there's a Gemara Amr B'Zeira Ahanyale Shotisa L'Sava Amrila Shtusei L'Sava Some of the dancing uh, for Kalas Gemara Ksubas he was dancing 
right? It's a big mitzvah. Sameach chasun v'kala. And it says here, the Gemara says in one, one of the opinions, that he was acting like, like, a, like Maise Shtus. Shtus e l'saba. That's what Rashi says. Shahaya misnai kishota. He was acting like a shota. But he was saying about himself that it was a, he got a big mitzvah for this. He was dancing around the kala, like a shota. It brings a simcha. <clears throat> we know that the Gemara tells us that Rabbah used to open up his shiurim with jokes to open the people up. Even in the Zara Kadush, Rav Hamnuna used to open up telling over Pinimi Satora, Soda Satora, his shiurim with jokes. That that was actually if on the sheet, on the sheet you have this. This is uh, look at look at number sixteen. You have the sheet over there in front of you. So number sixteen, if you go halfway down in the bracket, says Targum. Number sixteen on the right side, halfway down it says Targum. Right in the bracket, see that? Yeah. Right over here. See that? No? You got it? Right here? 16, right in the middle, there's a bracket there. It says Targum. Yeah. So it says there, Targum. Vayin Yishir Rav Hamnuna Sava. Rav Hamnuna was giving... Keshayu lomdim imenu hachavirim sodus hachachmo. He's teaching Pneumis HaTorah, secrets of the Torah. Hayim esadil lefneim perik shal divrei shtos. He would tell over jokes. He would say over nonsense. That's what he would do. In order that there'd be a to'elus to the chachma. People needed to be opened up before they would hear the chachma. If you're too closed, you can, nothing can go in. There's a mice. I read this mice. I was going to bring the book, but I just read it again before just to get it over. I've told this over. It's an amazing mice. The chazanish. Okay, the chazanish. When he was in Europe. And he wasn't yet, I don't think he was known as the chazanish yet. And big time of Chacham, he was sitting in his attic all day learning Torah. And his wife uh, had a store and she was selling material. And there was a guy, there was a businessman who would help her out and she would go. You ever hear this, Maisa? I told this, Maisa? I think I told it over in the Chabur in the morning. There was a businessman who would go to the market to buy the material and give it to the Chazanish's wife so she could sell it. So he had a big Hakar Satov. So what, would, what did he do to, uh, for this person? So he says to this guy, I'll give you, I'll learn with you, Chavrusa. Free Chavrusa from one of the biggest Tamidi Chamim in the world. So the guy says, okay. And very quickly the Chazanish realized that everything he was teaching him was not going into his head. He was not getting it. You know, for a smart businessman, he really wasn't so smart in learning at all. But the Chazanish had a certain hunch about what was going on. And he told the guy, he says, tomorrow I want you to meet me before Nate's, before Nate's, 4.30 in the morning, I want you to meet me in, by the river. We're going for a swim. I was like, what? A swim? 4.30? It's cold? What are you, before that, what are you talking about? Chazanish says, meet me 4.30 tomorrow. The guy's like, okay, I guess so. 4.30 comes, the guy comes, and the Chazanish is in the river. Chazanish says, come on, come on. The guy's like, are you, are you joking? Is, are, is this a joke? Chazanish says, big time chacham. He's in the water. He says, this guy to come in. I'm not coming to the water. Chazanish says, come in the water already. I was like, are you joking? Come in. Finally, the guy finally puts on whatever he puts on over there. Back then, I don't know what they were wearing. And he gets in the water. And the guy's like, what do you want? And before the guy could say anything to the Chazanish, the Chazanish splashes him in the face with water. Right in his face. The guy like wipes the water out of his... Did you just splash me? Chazanish says, yeah, I splashed you. He says, what are you doing? Chazanish says, splash me back. He says, I'm not splashing you back. You're the Chazanish. 
Chazan Yisha splashed me back. So the guy's like, I'm not doing it. So the Chazan Yisha, you know, gets to him again, right in the face. And now the guy's getting like a little bothered. Chazan Yisha again, in his face. You know, you rile a guy up, he's going to fight back. And the guy starts splashing him back. And they have a water fight. 4.30 in the morning, Europe, cold river, having a water fight. And the guy's laughing, they're laughing, uh, they have a good time, you know, you break out of it. After that, the guy was able to learn. His mind opened up. So Chazanish told him, I realized you were too serious. You were too tight. You were too closed. I couldn't get anything. None of the words could go into you. Who knows? Maybe he was thinking about business. Maybe his natural tendency to be depressed. Maybe he was just nervous to be with the Chazanish. Whatever it was, you're too tight. You can't, you can't, nothing could go in. There's no simcha. So, they had, so he had to do Mila Deshtusa. The Chazanish, a water fight in the river. Mila Deshtusa? Yeah, like little children. But that opened him up. Chazanish is a big chacham. We only think that he knows how to learn. And he was a, he was a bucky in, in human psychology. And he opened the person up. So sometimes you need Mila Deshtusa to, like a crazy thing, to, to break out of this natural tendency to be squashed. We're so too uptight nowadays. And it's a lot to do with the money, a lot to do with the pressure, a lot to do with this stuff. Too tight. <clears throat> so just to kind of finish off here, but I think that even though it's true, we need to break out. We have to break out. The goal is not a simcha for Mila Deshtusa. That's not the goal. The goal is a, is a true simcha sechayim, to be besimcha with our mitzvahs. Once in a while, you need a Mila Deshtusa. You need a Mila Deshtusa. That's, that's not a problem. However, says Rabbi Nachman, and Sicha Saran Kufayin Zion. I'll just read to you two lines. You could look at it, but Rabbi Nachman says, "Gam Chizek Esa Echad." Rabbi Nachman was Mechazek somebody. She Yisamach Es Atzma Fil Biskechol. He told this person, "Be Bismcha even with Iskechol." Like I was telling you, even it means going to a ball game. Even it means going outside. It's Chol. It's not learning. It's not Tehillim. It's not Davening. That's okay, says Rabbi Nachman. Be happy, because being Bismcha itself said, "Avodas Hashem." V'Amer Lo. And Rabbi Nachman said to this person. Excuse me, but said to this person, Bevada Kain who? Certainly it's true. Shabit Khila at the beginning, Srichim Lismach Atzmo, Bemili da Alma, Bhamashikhum. At the beginning, you need to be besimch with whatever you could do. Right? We're stuck. We got we're too serious. We're sad. We're not go, things aren't going my way. You have to do whatever it takes to be besimcha. The acher kach button the simcha amitis. And after that you can get to the simcha amitis. A, person's gonna, a person who doesn't enjoy davening is just going to come to Bibi Simcha and davening like you just snap your fingers. Maybe if you'd have a water fight before he went to davening and he opened himself up a little bit. Now, even if he doesn't understand every single thing that's going on in davening, but he's opened up. He can come. He can be Simcha. He can daven out loud a little bit, clap a little bit. It's not so tight. So we need to piggyback off of Simcha Sachol, Simcha Da'alma, Simcha Demila Deshtusa. Whatever it may be, break out. It's okay. Like I said last week, what's Ratzon Hashem more? To do a mitzvah in a depressed state or to do a mili de rishus in a happy state? Again, you have to still do mitzvahs. You can't break out of mitzvahs. We're not saying do anything inappropriate. We're not saying go against the Shulchan Aruch. You can never go against the Shulchan Aruch. But what does the Kaddish Baruch want more? You to do, to daven in a depressed state or to cut out a little bit maybe in some way and to be misamech yourself in order that you can then daven b'simcha later. What does he want? Rabbi Nachman ends off by saying, Kisha Adam Zochel Simcha Azai Hashem Yisbarach Ba'atzma Shomer Oso 
He ends off with a, with a, 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 a hidden line here. And at the end of this Torah, if a person is zocha to the simcha, he's zocha to a simcha. Then it says that Kodesh Baruch himself will guard him with this person and will protect him from Pagama Bris. Pagama Bris is a big, big subject, but one of the major causes of Pagama Bris. Now, Pagama Bris is physical, it's mental, it's emotional, it's a whole sugya. It means to be not aligned to the Kodesh Baruch, not connected. Why? One of the major reasons is because a person's ba'atzvah. He's sad. And when you're sad, you're not with the Kodesh Baruch. Oz v'ched When you're besimcha, you're with the Kodesh Baruch. When you're besimcha, it's avodas Hashem. And if a person fights, does mila he tries to find accomplishments, he takes walks, and he does whatever he can during the day, he talks to himself, he thinks, he listens to music, to make himself besimcha, then a Kaddish Baruch Hu says, then you're with me, and I'll take care of you. And then you're aligned, and I'll take care of you. Then you have a bris. Then there's a bris between you and a Kaddish Baruch Hu. If you have a bris between you and a Kaddish Baruch Hu, there's no pagama bris. It's very simple. We should be zaukha to the simcha, to work on it, to think about it, to mechazik ourselves, to machriach ourselves. And with that, a Kaddish Baruch Hu will take care of us. Thank you.